This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, December 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. State funds ag land conservation. Friant Canal gets spotlight. And biotech labeling is back. State approves $57 million in land conservation grants. The Strategic Growth Council yesterday approved a new round of grants for preserving agricultural lands. The conservation program aims to prevent ag lands from being converted to uses that may emit more greenhouse gases. The 31 land easements approved by the council span 19 counties and 20,000 acres of farmland and rangeland. They will avoid an estimated 4.5 million metric tons of carbon dioxide equivalent. Funding also goes to six planning grants for local governments to keep farmland in agriculture. Some projects will help basins adapt to Sustainable Groundwater Management Act by continuing less water-intensive practices like grazing and dryland farming. The latest grants award more than $10 million to a land trust in the Salinas Valley to prevent the development of 180 housing units on a farm and cattle ranch. You can read the full report at agripulse.com. House approves more than $150 million to fund water projects. A pair of massive fiscal 20 spending bills with broad implications for agriculture have one more stop in the Senate before heading to President Trump for his signature by the end of the week. Included in the minibus bills is $134 million for water storage projects outlined by the Water Infrastructure Improvement for the Nation, or WIN Act. This includes an initial $6 million for the proposed site's reservoir. The bill also funds $20 million for repairs to the Friar Current Canal. Now keep in mind, California Representative T.J. Cox has separately introduced a bill to provide $200 million for repairing the canal. Hearing today in Porterville to fix Friant Current. The Bureau of Reclamation is holding a meeting today in Porterville to take public comment on a draft environmental impact plan on repairing the Friar Current Canal that the Bureau released last week. The Bureau's plan covers a 33-mile stretch that has lost more than half of its capacity to subsistence. Remember, the question is still who pays. The plan proposes a cost share through the WIN Act funds. Yet it does not assign an amount and is unclear if the state or local districts will step up to match the funding. State Senator Melissa Hurtado faced criticism this year for her bill to fix the canal. Opponents said farmers and federal agencies should cover the cost instead of the state. Hurtado had proposed $400 million for the repairs. She has vowed to reintroduce the bill next month. Water District is years ahead of groundwater sustainability. The California legislature established the Pajaro Valley Water District in 1984 to fix the escalating problem of groundwater overdrafting in this Central Coast region. Despite agriculture being the dominant industry here, the Pajaro Basin no longer have an overdrafting problem today. General Manager Brian Lockwood presented his assessment recently to the Central Coast Water Board. Neighboring basins in the Salinas Valley have been deemed high-priority zones and must submit sustainability plans by the end of January to meet the requirement of SGMA. Those basins also depend on water imports through the Central Valley Project. The Pajaro Valley has no imports. Instead, 
Farms draw down the aquifer in summer, and winter rains recharge the basins. The district also began metering wells in the 1990s, a contentious action at the time, but growers have since adapted to the regulation, according to Lockwood. USMCA ready for House vote Thursday. Who knew that trade policy could be so bipartisan? Members of the House Ways and Means Committee united yesterday to approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. With the exception of one Democrat, that New Jersey Representative Bill Passrell, the committee overwhelmingly agreed to send the new North American Free Trade Pact to a full vote tomorrow. Some senators have been expressing concerns over USMCA and the fact that they will not be able to suggest alterations to the pact, but they are widely expected to approve the trade deal when they come back from the holiday recess early next year. Keep in mind, the level of Democratic support for USMCA is remarkable given the usual partial splits over trade policy and NAFTA in particular. Salmon labeling rule worries industry. The biotech industry is slamming a provision in the domestic spending package that would require gene-altered salmon to be labeled as genetically engineered, something that isn't required of other foods. The provision, inserted by Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, prevents the salmon from being treated like other foods under a 2016 law that allows companies to disclose biotech ingredients through smartphone codes rather than on packaging. Jim Greenwood, president and CEO of the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, said, If Congress allows their own policies to be undermined, predictability on the system will suffer, as will investment, innovation, and small business success. Now keep in mind, biotech salmon has been a special issue in the biotech labeling bills, in part because of Murkowski's role as senior Republican on the Senate Appropriations Committee. The developer of Aqua Advantage Salmon, Aqua Bounty Technologies, is a bio member. Here's today's He Said It. We're at a deficit of something like 2 million acre feet per year in the valley. Together, these projects will provide enough storage capacity to cover that shortfall. That California Representative Josh Harder on the proposed funding for storage projects in the Central Valley. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, December 18th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.